Welcome to No Challenges Remaining. I'm Ben Rothenberg. It's Tuesday here in Rome, and it's been a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day for Maria Sharapova. She got injured on the clay. She likely got relegated on the grass. And worst of all, she got straight up rejected by the French. Maria Sharapova played tonight in Rome against Mirjana Lucic-Baroni, who yesterday compared her to Lance Armstrong. Uh, Sharapova lost the first set, came back to win the second, got up a break in the third, but then got injured, left court for medical timeout, then retired up 2-1 with a left thigh injury. She put out a brief statement about her injury and thanked the Italian Open for letting her play with a wild card, and then left site for further medical evaluation without doing press, which is allowed, by the way, in injury situations. Uh, the loss meant that Sharapova will not directly qualify for the main draw of Wimbledon, though she did already book a spot in the qualifying of Wimbledon held at Roehampton by winning her first round match here on Monday. It was a bad day getting worse for Sharapova, though, because just 20 minutes before her match, newly elected French Tennis Federation president Bernard Giudicelli announced that he had decided not to give Maria Sharapova a wild card into the main draw of the French Open and not even one into the qualifying of the French Open. After he let the drama build on Facebook Live for a solid 10 minutes, slowly reading off the names of all the main draw men's wild cards and qualifying men's wild cards and women's main draw wild cards and women's qualifying wild cards, he finally got to the reason why he everyone had tuned in and elaborated on why he decided not to give Maria Sharapova the right to play in his tournament. Um, so I just wanted to tell you that I decided not to give to Maria Sharapova uh, a wild card, that wild card that she asked me. Um, nobody can deprive her uh, of this, her two titles here in, in Roland Garros, but uh, these two titles, uh, she, she had concrete them according to the rules uh, and they owe nothing to, to anyone. Uh, I really read the articles 100 and 101 uh, of the CAS, which reduced uh, her sanction. But, uh, but if it's true that the CAS has reduced her, her sanction, uh, however, he agreed that with the independent tribunal panel that, um, ha that she had committed uh, a violation of the, uh, the anti-dopic pro tennis program and she had to, to be suspended 15 months. Today, today this suspension is over. Uh, and um, uh, she can uh, she can uh, take uh, her path uh, toward the, toward the, the new the new success. But um, if there can be uh, a white card from return from injuries, then there may not can be a white card for return of doping. So it's up to her day after day, uh, tournament after tournament, uh, to find her own the strength to conquer major titles without hold to to anybody. I'm very sorry for, for Maria, very sorry for uh, her fans. Uh, they, they might be very disappointed, she might be very disappointed, but it's my responsibility and it's my, my mission uh, to, to protect the game and to protect a high standard of, um, uh, of uh, uh, game played without uh, any doubts uh, on, on, on the result. So, that's uh, that's our decision. So to discuss this news, I chatted tonight with two French reporters, our NCR France correspondent Carol Bouchard, a freelancer to the stars, and Vincent Cognet of L'Equipe. Very excited to be joined by 
two French people to discuss this very French decision on this very French day. Carol Bouchard, Vincent Cornet of L'Equipe. Bonjour, bonsoir, bonsoir, excusez-moi. Bonsoir. Uh, start with you, Carol. Yeah. Uh, I think we were surprised in the press room today when this announcement came down from Maria Sharapova, uh, from, from this long Facebook Live moment that, uh, from Bernard Guricelli, the uh, new president of the FFT. Uh, eventually listing all the players one by one by one and at the very end you realize oh wait there's no Sharapova and he says no so what were your thoughts uh, on that just the, just the decision first of all oh, I was surprised I definitely thought she, she'd get a, a wild card for the qualification that seems to me like a, a good crumb, a good you know mixed decision between yeah. not losing the, the face early yeah. and let her chance but not the red carpet and that was for me the perfect decision and also you make people wait until May 16th and all this Facebook Live. I was thinking like maybe that for announcing something because if it's just to say she got nothing, you can tell it three weeks ago. So maybe because it wasn't the decision wasn't made already. Maybe it's because there was some negotiation in the French Federation. I don't know. So yeah, I was definitely surprised. That's not your immediate reaction when you saw the, when you heard the news. Uh, I, I was my first reaction was to be surprised, but when you know Bernard Goudicelli and the way he's acting since his president, which means since February, I'm not so surprised because he is a straight guy. He wanted to prove that he's the boss. Yeah. Uh, his first words when he talked about it a few weeks ago were, say, were saying that uh, France and the French Federation, we, were, we are on the front list of the front line of, front line yeah. of the anti-doping yeah. system. Yeah. And uh, so I'm not so surprised at the end. And it's a way for him to sort of look, it's the biggest he can look. If he's, I think, at least cynically from the outside, if, if he wants to make this a big moment for him, for Bernard Guicelli, he does exactly this. He has this long Facebook Live where he lists all the players, gives a long explanation about Julian Benito, which nobody cares about in the middle there. And then he, and then he says no. And he yeah. says he is the one to stop this. And he's the one to stand up. And so from a, I, I've never met him, but from a personal sort of trying to be the big tough guy yeah. this is the thing you do yeah especially when you when you arrive after two uh, president like the two previous president yeah. in France yeah were very weak and don't have a don't give a very good image of the French Federation yeah. which means like since uh, 93 because there was a lot of talk with uh, the previous president Gachassan about you know corruption possibly or something like that and so he's clearly trying to see a, a, man want, a mandate to show that I'm very different here. yeah I'm very different I'm clean I'm straight I'm honest I take the decision that I want to take I don't I don't make any compromise I think that for him it's probably a symbolic decision as well yeah. which is interesting is that there's a Roland Garros tournament director who is Guy Forget and we haven't heard him a lot. We are not sure exactly what was his feeling about Sharapova. So that's an interesting position that Bernard Giudicelli is just taking this decision for the tournament and he's showing that he's the man who is going to decide for that. So, yeah. I mean, if he's sure of him and if that's the best thing to do for Roland Garros, good for him. Now, I, th I think that Guy Forget didn't have anything to I say, but officially he always mentioned the fact that the Grand Slam tournament are always bigger than any players yeah. and that uh, for the, the prestige of the Grand Slam tournament is much, much more important than this player, this player, this player. I think that's true, but I also think that they would still be helped, especially the women's draw with how women's tennis is right now. She's the biggest star available for this tournament and they're without her now. And I think, I don't know, I mean, obviously, yes, Roland Garros is bigger than here, Rome, but Rome is still a very old 
very big tournament with a lot of tradition in it too. And so I'm, I'm not sure, I, and this is also goes a little bit to the reports I saw and we're still looking into, but it seems like Stras Strasbourg, which is FFT owned, offered Sharapova a wild card. And that's still, so they were willing to do it for that lower level one, but not, the, I don't know. It's, it's, and, then, and then if you want to throw in a different level of thing, there's Constant Lestien, who had this match-fixing suspension. Or not match-fixing, sorry, that's not what it was. It was a betting on yeah. tennis yeah. thing that he had his own betting, and he was betting on the French Open final. So I think, I think he had punished too much, but still yeah. he, was served, he was ranked low because of a ban. For a, for a violation and so it's, yeah, clearly it's that a was a, a, a big decision and you know what I saw that with Serena isn't there Vika isn't there Petra isn't there and now Roger Federer said I can't go no. I was like at some point okay tournament is bigger than the players but it's also entertainment and entertainment is stars driven or do you say no to basically no, 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 no. every big star on there when you have the opportunity to say okay we can at least get this one and even for the fans like you can have your opinion as, as tournament director or French president but at some point the fans who pay the ticket they want to they want to see Sharapova in Madrid it was packed she was playing Bouchard Stuttgart she's played Madenovic everybody was watching talking. Lucic, yeah. it was packed so they want to see her it, TV? TV wants to air on matches. The sponsors, I can't believe they didn't want to have her on the court. So it's a big decision because you have to be sure that your will is the will of everybody. Vincent? Uh, there's maybe something we forget and we don't know. It's maybe there's a possibility that the French version offer a wild card to Maria for the qualities and that she refused. I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's my sense because yeah. I, I get the sense that she was. She said she was open to that yeah. okay. repeatedly. And she said, and they said, uh, and also this other thing that happened today is Gudicelli. We are not hearing from Sharapova today because she got hurt in her match against Lucic. So it would have been interesting to hear her reaction or just the timeline of it. But Gudicelli said, uh, I think a conference call which Chris Clary from the New York Times was on, report, tweeted this, was that uh, Gudicelli tried to call Sharapova three times I guess today, and she didn't answer. And I guess, but she was getting ready for her match, so it's understandable she wouldn't look at her phone. Uh, and he, I think if he really wanted to reach her, he could find another way to reach her. Uh, but uh, actually, you know, yeah. when he was speaking today, I, I didn't feel it, it was that you know, strongly. And so I think he was at some point a bit uncomfortable. I think he knows how much the game also owes to Maria. I think he knows how harsh it is. But he had principle on this, and he. He's to stuck to it, but it didn't look like I'm super happy of the decision so, that I've taken. So let's, let's look at it directly right there. I'll start with you, Vincent, on this. Do you think it was the correct decision? This decision? It's a, Obviously, there's so much debate about it, but do you think they made the right, that Giudicelli made the correct, the right choice? It's tough to say. Uh, it depends on what, it depends on the meaning you give to what the wild card is. Mm. For me, you can help players with wild card when they got injured, for instance. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. And that's what also what I think. After she had what she had, you can be... It's more difficult to answer. Uh, personally, personally, because I probably got a different vision of tennis than Carole, for instance, which is totally normal, because we are not from the same generation, etc., etc. For me, I'm not shocked by the decision, but but I'm, I'm much less interested in business, fans, uh, marketing uh, than other people, I think. But, it, no, but I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think she, after everything she made the tennis earn, you know, money and fame, yeah. after everything she did and give to the games, and after the task decision, because that's what I just people seem to forget that the task put on 
written letter that she didn't intend to dope. Yeah. She got banned 15 months. She won twice the French Open. So I think maybe you, you could have helped her to get into that draw. I understand why they haven't done it, but I wouldn't have been shocked if they had done it because there were reasons that you could say, you know what, that's somebody who deserves yeah. to come back on that stage. In terms of, I think your question about what, what is a wild card, what a wild card should be, is, is interesting and it's, is important for this because I think my understanding of what a wild card should be is something that helps make the best tournament possible when the rankings alone and the direct entries don't give you the best tournament possible. It gives you some flexibility to change the draw for having mostly, most happens with local players and then other big stars and also other competitors. Like I think like I think of Ivanisevic getting a wild card in Wimbledon when she won and he got that wild card because he was considered someone who could contend at that tournament, who was a good player, who was one of the best 128 players available to play that tournament. And I think Sharapova absolutely fits the description. I think, I mean, my God, she was the number two in the odds right now to win this tournament. And they, I think they are doing, maybe fans, I think, it's, I think they're doing a competitive disservice by not having her in this. If you think the obligation, and you can disagree with this, if you think the obligation of the tournament is to have the most competitive field possible, excluding Sharapova makes it a less competitive field, makes it an imperfect field. I think. That's a tough decision, so, no yeah. doubt. I mean, you can understand it both ways, but um, as you know what, if I, I'm disappointed because that would have been a fantastic entertainment to see her there. I was ready for qualifying. I thought qualifying yeah. would have been a lot of fun with her. Yeah. I mean, it would be the most exciting Grand Slam qualifying ever, most ever. high profile. Ever. <laughs> yeah. And the French Open is also, compared to Wimbledon, who has this terrible qualifying uh, in situation. Rampton, in Rampton. Rampton it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really not at the level of Wimbledon at all. Uh, for the French Open, sorry, for the French Open has the full tournament. They could put her in bullring, you know, the court one. That would have been amazing. And it would have been a good atmosphere. They would have sold a lot of tickets. Of and, I, of and they're saying, but I guess, is your understanding then this decision, let's go back to earlier, but it was totally due to Chelly's? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's a very symbolic decision. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of symbol. That's not I think he didn't think in the same way we are thinking. Yeah. He thinks in a different way. Yeah. And he, you think it's a, a self-serving decision, something that he thinks will help his career? Oh, no, 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 well, because he said yeah. he, he set a precedent by rejecting her, and now Wimbledon, she's already into qualifying already for into, into qualifying, so she'll at least be there. Um, and, she, and, she, and she was one match away from being in. Yeah. And she beaten Mladenovic, uh, who she was yeah. upset on yeah. in, in uh, Stuttgart. No, she would have been in, but in, yeah. But I don't think Wimbledon can give her main draw now. I don't think they will. No, in a way, in a way, even if he didn't want to do it, he put the pressure on Wimbledon. Yeah. Even if he didn't want really to do it, he put pressure on Wimbledon. I think I think Wimbledon was already leaning no, though. It's the thing. But for them, no, it's like. I mean, for them, it's so easy now. I agree. I because think she enters mind the, the, the issue for them would have been, oh, fuck, she's not entering the qualification. And the sure, like, you can't say she's getting the wild card now because you look bad compared to Paris, but she's entering qualifications. So, but you think you're American. Do you really think the US Open, if the, the situation would be the same, say, you know what, Maya, just stay at home? I think if US Open was the first one to act, they would have absolutely said yes. I think they would have absolutely said I yes. I think so. Yeah, no because doubt. yeah, but because it's simply another and now, by tournament, the way, yeah. another philosophy, another way to look at the sport, yeah. another way. It's, it's different, but it's good if it's, it's different. It's, it's been the whole way. I mean, we've seen this the whole time. British have been the most critical of Sherpa with this entire time. 
American Americans have been the least critical of Sherpa mm-hmm. this whole time, and, there, and there's a maybe maybe Austra- maybe a lot of others Australians. I don't mm-hmm. know where French fall, but in English anyway, huge difference between British and American. Um, and now, actually, Stuart Fraser just points out to me in the press room, the qu- the cutoff for main draw of U.S. Open is the Monday after Wimbledon. Ooh. So she is now under some pressure yeah. to. I think she should start adding smaller tournaments. I think she should yeah, go play the, yeah. 100K somewhere, even if they are FFT-owned in France, Southern France, but during she, French Open. There's yeah. a 125K in Croatia. You know, there, there's choices for her. I think she, she, need, she, she needs points. She, she needs points right now. She needs if to control she's not her own injured so, so much. Yeah, that's the other but thing. She's yeah. not 20 years old anymore. That's the thing. She's, she's 30 and playing every week. And before she got suspended, she kept getting injured too. She yeah. had a really rough end of season. She was close to the end of her career, more than, than the start. So she can't play every week. And I will say, as much as people were very excited about how she played in Stuttgart initially, and she was, was good. she was made the French Open favorite, she was good, but she's not at her peak. She's nowhere near her peak, I don't think. Yeah, but she's coming back from 15 months without exactly. competition. I know, the match but against, I'm saying, they're the, both true. They're no, both but true. the match against Boucher is one of the best WTA matches of the year. Oh, completely. It was mm-hmm. unbelievable. And I think because of that, I think the French Open will be missing something without her. I mean, you know my point on this. Whether, whether, whether she should be there or not, it's a different decision, but yeah. I think it will be okay. a less interesting tournament without her. And I think on some level, being an entertainment product is a responsibility of the tournament, an obligation to the ticket buyers. So, yeah. Thank you very much. You're uh, welcome. You, You're welcome. Thanks for talking. Thank you, Carol and Vincent. And thank you guys for listening to this episode of No Challenges Remaining. If you want to follow along with us when you're not listening, you can do so by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ncrpodcast. Follow us on Twitter at ncr underscore tennis. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and any other podcast app service you like. Our email is nochallengesremaining at gmail.com. And we'll see you later from France. No, we're in Italy. It's been confusing. Uh, arrivederci. Bye. say that I'm sorry, getting so ahead of myself. I can't say that I'm sorry, loving you and hating myself. I had nothing to show you, I had nothing to hold you down. It's killing me to walk away. How come you don't want me now? Why don't you want to wake this up? How come you always leave me? You'll never take my call, kill me out. Why don't you want to